Hello, my name is Cremain and I am the host of The Greatest Off-Roader Ever Made, the story of the Land Rover Defender. The very first prototypes of the Land Rover were based off the American military Willys Jeep. They used the Jeep's platform which could be easily modified to suit the needs of the vehicle. It featured a drive shaft which came off the transmission which could be attached to a PTO shaft to power farm machinery and was tested by plowing fields. It featured a central driving position and was very basic even for its time. The vehicle which came out of this prototype was later to be known as the Series 1 which didn't use any of the Jeep's components and it was much faster, shorter and wider than its American counterpart. And its body was made of aluminium because it wasn't rationed by the UK government due to the war effort, like, unlike steel was, which was good because it wouldn't rust in the UK's cold and wet climate, and it was launched to the market in 1948 and cost £450, which equates to almost £18,000 in today's economy and was sold all over the Commonwealth. It was originally released with a 1.6 four-cylinder engine which was increased to 2 litres in 1950 and it was used in every corner of the world from war zones to the quiet country farms in the rolling hills of the UK. The Series 2 was released in 1958. It was lightly modified to make it a bit easier on the eye and fetched a 2.2 litre engine which would be the base model that Land Rover will use up until the 1980s. A mere three years after the Series 2 was launched, the Series 2A launched with minor changes like a bigger engine option on a 2.2 litre diesel and a 2.6 litre petrol. By now they were being modified into some incredible builds which was helped by its modular design which gave it infinite different design options. The British Army even commissioned for one to be transformed into a boat with a custom-made chassis and even a hull which was fitted with foam which made it safe against small arms fire. While it was functional, it was sadly never put into production. By 1969, over 60,000 Land Rovers had been sold with a 70% export rate. And in Australia, they held 90% of the off-road market. The Series 3 was released onto the market in 1971, which featured a few minor adjustments, with a major of which being the headlights were moved to the outside to meet with Australian, American and Dutch regulations. It featured a nicer dash which was more luxurious and also a more luxury interior options 
and a Synchro Mesh gearbox being available on all four gears. The engine used in the Series 1 to 3 never changes that much and is still famous for its reliability and ease of maintenance. And in 1983, they replaced the Series 3 with the 90 and 110. They had new luxury interiors and coil springs. And finally, in 1990, they are named the Land Rover Defender with a new 200 TDI, which gave it 20% more power than its predecessors and was better to drive at high speeds and could pull heavier loads. But the car started to show its age, as in 1997, it couldn't be sold in the USA because it failed safety regulations. BMW bought Land Rover in 1995, and with the Mini being redesigned for the Millennium, the Defender stayed more or less the same right up until 2015, when it was announced that it was the end of the line due to safety regulations and emission standards. But, in 2018, Land Rover teased photos of a new Defender. It seems they weren't finished with the Defender yet, and in 2020, the new Defender was released, and continues to go anywhere the owner of the vehicle would like to go. And you do have to wonder what Spencer Wilkes and his brother would think if they could see where their Land Rover brand and their creation had become. Thank you for listening. I have been your host, Craig Main. I hope you have been enlightened to the wonders of the Land Rover Defender and its predecessors. This is me, signing off for now.